Hello, friends. My name is Jonathan Bryant. I am the host of the Edge of the Airy podcast. I have the privilege of serving as the Chief Administrator of Lincoln Charter. The purpose of this podcast is to highlight some of our amazing staff and stakeholders that are with us at Lincoln Charter and to share the college experiences of our guests in the course of our conversation. We all know that college preparation is the goal of Lincoln Charter. It's important to know that I'm a former middle school social studies teacher, so I'm always interested in getting to know others better, sharing compelling stories, learning from the past, and finding out more about the individuals that make Lincoln Charter a great school and an amazing community. So where does Edge of the Airy come from? You likely know that an eagle's nest is an airy, which obviously has significant meaning for our eagle nation. I intend for this podcast to give you a perspective from the Lincoln Charter community. Therefore, each episode will come to you from the edge of the airy. As you likely know, Lincoln Charter is one of the oldest and largest public charter schools in North Carolina. We were founded in 1998, and we have a K-12 campus in Lincolnton and in Denver. So let's get to today's guest. Today, I'm very excited to be speaking with our current school board chair, Kara Dowling. Miss Dowling is a parent of two LCS Eagles, and I would like to welcome you to the edge of the Aerie, Miss Dowling. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank I learned you. something about the Aerie on yeah. the previous podcast. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. It's uh, kind of an obscure word, but yeah. it's good, yeah. good for our community to know what it means. Um, so why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, your right. background, anything you think our listeners might like to know. All right. So, well, I've been, I've been at LCS since the beginning, since kindergarten with my kids. And um, just from a background on my LCS time, um, so from the beginning, I felt like I wanted to be as involved as I could be. Mm-hmm. And so I had the, I started in the PTO and uh, eventually took over the PTO for a few years and did a couple track, three track attacks to be exact. A benevolent coup yeah. on the PTO, <laughs> I just right? Swooped in and took the, <laughs> nobody wanted it. <laughs> Please right? take it. Right? Yeah. So, um, so I did three track attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, the two around 250,000 plus in fundraising. So I was very proud of that. Learned a lot about fundraising in that process. And so then I retired from PTO and then, um, we talked about school board being the next Mm -hmm. step. So, um, so this is my fourth year on the school board last year, vice president, this year, president, super excited about that. I, I really like being involved. This is much different than the PTO. We talk about much different things. Uh, PTO seemed at times to have a little bit more of a fun, exciting flair to it where we got to plan parties and things. And sometimes our discussions have to be about uncomfortable and very serious things. So, uh, but I feel like anytime I can give back of service to the school that is educating my kids, I'm going to take that opportunity. Yep. So, so that's how I got here today. How, do you want to go way back? <laughs> no, I think that I think that context is is helpful for everybody, yes. and I think uh, I think one uh, reason that you are qualified in some ways for your current role as as the 
board chair and president is that you have that PTO experience. And I yeah. think, I think that. You learn a um, lot about operations, mm-hmm. right? Within the PTO, you got to know how things are working so you can insert the organization in those activities. Right. Sure. sure. So, and to be able to like take over the whole school for an entire day. Right. That's a big deal. Yes, it big is. Stressful deal. <laughs> Track attack is a unique exciting event it but is it's a, it's a lot that yes goes, shout out that to one day. all of the people that do track attack from today on out thank you <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yep a lot of a lot of thanks to go around and a lot of a lot of folks behind the event that really helped to make it into a, a positive experience absolutely what um personally any interests or passions that you want to share um from your family life or Uh, personal life? So we are very much into going to like comic cons. Mm -hmm. We really love to do that. So we always dress up and we, every year we hit the Raleigh one. Okay. Um, It's huge. Mm -hmm. And so this year we met, um, Oh, I'm drawing a blank on who we met this year. Last a couple years ago, we met Lou Ferrigno, the original Hulk, and okay. then uh, we've met like Barry Bostwick, and um, we've met Dave Bautista, who played Drax in the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. So we've okay. met some pretty big people. Cool. Yeah. So that's something we like to do, and we just love to travel. Mm-hmm. It's our most favorite thing. Anytime we can get out of town, it doesn't matter where. I mean, you know, we love Disney. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a big surprise. But. <laughs> That's, uh, uh, well, traveling is, and I've never been to Disney, so that, that oh may, I know, I know your, your opinion about me is probably uh, <laughs> significantly skewed, but, um, well, you we, probably want to get we, away from large groups of kids. I, that sometimes has, has a benefit yeah. for, for my traveling. Yes. Yeah. But, but love to travel. And I've, I've always felt like traveling sort of expands your perspective yes. and your, you know, your mind a little bit. And when we had kids, I always thought, well, things are going to slow down. Right. But we made them adapt to us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so while we might not go to Hawaii, like a 12 hour travel day, we would still go and right. we would make them adapt to out how much we wanted to travel and do. They got very used to airplanes and very used to being in the car and hotels and all those things. So I felt like just starting out of the gate, they, they kind of jumped on board. Yep. Get on board or stay home. <laughs> Kids are adapting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sure that they, they've had many experiences that they've really benefited from. And yes. They appreciate. So Absolutely. That's, that's great. Um, is there anything about Lincoln Charter that you appreciate that you would like to mention? Oh, my God. Let me count the ways. <laughs> so, you know, one thing was last year we decided to venture out and try something new. Mm-hmm. So um, because my both of my daughters are very artistic and musically interested. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to try a new school that was centered on those offerings. And so what we found in that process was how much Lincoln Charter offers that maybe we didn't recognize was so valuable Mm -hmm. prior to trying this. So spoiler alert, we're back. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Lincoln Charter experience is really a thing, right? It's a well-rounded after-school stuff, clubs, uh, sporting events, dances, 
uh, homecoming, all the things that make it a whole experience. Mm -hmm. We only had the art we got at the at the new school, and we decided that wasn't enough to offset missing all of these amazing things. Sure. So, um, of course, the education is important, but I do feel like Lincoln Charter provides a very safe, very uh, socially and emotionally fulfilling experience, right? And 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 I know I've mentioned this. Pretty much any time I talk about my kids, I have one that loves school and one that doesn't. And I feel like they both kind of get what they need, even though they're having two very different academic experiences. Mm -hmm. So, And I, I love Lincoln Charter. And that's why even though my kids took a year to do something else, I stayed because I this will always be our home and our family. So, and I, I just, I can't sing enough praises. Is it perfect? Mm. No. Yeah. Are there things that we can work on? You sure. betcha. Right. I feel like the school's constantly soliciting for feedback on that too. So how can we be better taking those things and actually trying to make change? So that, those are the things I love about Lincoln Charter. Great. Yeah. Well, we're very happy to have your, all of your family. Yes. Back yes. And so that's uh I feel like the perspective I gained in that change is so valuable mm -hmm. because um you know what if we didn't try it and we go oh my god we could have just been this greatest musicians of all time right um we tried it mm -hmm. and it was it was a really cool experience but we decided this was a better fit for us right sure. yep so yeah, and that's a and that sort of is uh plays into the whole school, you know, school choice and yep. and family parent uh, choice in, in school that is more, I know that's more of a thing than it was when I was in, you know, back yep. in high school. So. And Mr. Johnny. That, God, I have to shout out to, uh, Mr. to Mr. Johnny. Johnny. I mean, He's, number one reason we came back. Yes. Seeing he, his face every morning. He is, I won't take any offense to that, but uh, he is amazing. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> he's, he's in the he's, Outer Banks right now. I'm like living his best life. Yes. Amazing, <laughs> amazing guy. And uh, one of the, one of the several people who was a bus driver when he was in high school. Oh, I love that. As, as a high school student. <laughs> right. In Lincoln County. I and love it. Has come back full circle. So. It, those crack he's, me up. Those stories. An amazing, amazing guy. <laughs> could you imagine our high schoolers driving the bus? I could imagine it, and I, I usually wake up in cold sweats uh, when, when, that, when that happens. So, I love it. I um, love it. Yeah, shout out to uh, Mr. Johnny yes. for sure. One, yes. of, one of the best. If you want to talk about your college experience, okay. yes. um, that would be great. Yeah, Give absolutely. us a little perspective on that. Okay. So, well, and something I feel like shaped a part of who I am was, so I grew up in Gastonia. Okay. Shout out Gastonia. Shout out to Gastonia. <laughs> Black's Barbecue 321. It's uh, <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so one of the things, so when I was in high school, my dad was actually in prison, right? And so, um, for me, I had the best mom on the planet and I had a good dad. He just, mm -hmm. you know, wasn't necessarily on the up and up and had to go do some time as a result of that. And so I felt like that was a part of my story, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So it, it took everything and it's, it said, I'm not, this isn't going to be my life, right? I want to go do something. I want to go see the world. And so, um, I knew from the time I was 15, I was going to go in the Navy. I knew 
it just, I knew that it, and I wanted my mom to sign me up when I was 17 and she refused. She's like, you have to do it. Wow. So on March 3rd, my 18th birthday, I went to sign up for the military. So I signed up, I got into this air crew program where I was flying and, and everything. So I went in the the Navy in December. And so I had a six year contract. Mm -hmm. And so during that time, I, um, I spent time getting my degrees. It, once you're inside, you have tuition assistance, right. pay 75%. Mm -hmm. And so I got my bachelor's and I got my first master's. And then when I got out, the Montgomery GI Bill kicked in and paid for my second master's. I felt like all the tools were there for me mm -hmm. to, to get all that done while I was, um, while I was serving. And so while they didn't have the variety though, so it was kind of like business or business mm -hmm. is what your choices were. Got it. Yeah. Pretty limited. Yes. Yes. The, the, because I was stationed Guantanamo Bay, they brought instructors in to teach. So they, you know, they couldn't offer everything Sure. and they didn't have online classes then. Right. So, um, so at times I feel like my path was sort of set mm -hmm. where I had, I was going this way, whether I wanted to or not. And, um, you know, you really can't go wrong with a business degree anyway, because sure. you're going to use it for a variety of things. So, um, so Anyway, I finished all of my schooling, bachelor's, two master's, one in MBA, one a master's of science in systems management. So always computer science and business. Mm -hmm. I got out of the Navy and um, I had met my husband in the military and um, we both got out together. And then September 11th happened mm -hmm. and we rejoined the military. Mm. Crazy time. <laughs> Crazy so, um, so we went and joined the Army National Guard in um, the fall of twenty or two thousand and one, right? Mm -hmm. And so, we um, I went on to serve two additional years. So I was a um, a helicopter mechanic, and he was as well. And so, this was when I was working in the corporate world and doing this on the weekends. And I just decided it was a bit too much to mm -hmm. balance for both of us to be in. So at that time, I got out, and he continued his path, and he ultimately retired. Mm -hmm. So, but when I think about you know that I did that right, I, I rejoined after September 11th. That is crazy, but I'm so proud, you know, mm -hmm. that I did. And I, I got to experience the army. I love the Navy more, but <laughs> <laughs> you, and for anybody considering the military, mm -hmm. there's very different offerings and there's a, a very unique experience within each one. That's why when I was in the Navy, I was like, this just fits. For speaking for myself and for our community, I appreciate your service you. and your husband's yeah. service, certainly. And we're uh, maybe talking about a little bit of a theme of trying things and seeing how it works and what sticks. And that's that's what life is all about in, in a lot of ways. Right. And I feel like we're at this time where, so like my path and your path, mm -hmm. we're a little bit carved out and figured out, right? Mm -hmm. Once you're in it, you're not, you're not really switching up, right? Especially in the corporate world. Whereas the kids coming out of college now, a lot of them are doing multiple things, right? which is really exciting. It's cool. You know, they're going to have a side hustle and then they might have their day job. And then they, you know, they're going to have multiple irons in the fire, which to me, I'm trying to pivot to that, right? Because yep. I feel like there's so much, um, 
you know, just trying, you're never too old to try something new. Right. Yep. So, you know, I, I'm wanting to get to a place where I'm able to do something like that, like maybe not be in a traditional nine to five. And that's the beauty of what our this younger generation has that we didn't have. You're getting a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> our age yep. group, you were getting a nine to five. Yep. It might have been a second shift or a first shift. But that's what you're going to do. Right. And there's different I think there's different different types of flexibility now that didn't that weren't as much of a thing yes. or weren't weren't as much of an opportunity in the right. past, which is which is great. Yeah. Which, yeah. My uh my problem is my I will not live long enough to do all of the things that I want to do. Yeah. Um but that's uh that's yeah it's part, part of the yeah. part of the deal. Yeah. That's so. why you pack it in now. Like I feel like I do a lot of living. So if if something happened to me, no one could feel bad. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of living, you know, and I'm very excited about all the things that I have in front of me, I, I love I love the place we're at with the kids, even though they're teenagers and they're obnoxious. We can go <laughs> and do right and just just on, jump in the car and go. Yeah. Um, and it's a very cool place to be. It's uh, it's great to be able to say and kudos for living living a life where you can say that. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to your college and and military days are there what skills or experiences did you have back in those back in that sort of time period in your life that you are that like those experiences that you're calling on now or that that are helping you in what you do now in your job okay or that's your, a great question so I felt I, my military experience in the Navy was I didn't, as a um, younger sailor, I never felt like they were holding me back if I wanted to take on a big job, right? Okay. So when I was in Guantanamo Bay, I was in charge of all the flight operations for the whole base, okay. right? And so I had a commander, of course, that I mm-hmm. would report to, but if I could do it and take it on, they were willing. And so um, I kind of felt like that was, you're only as small as you want to be. So I always felt like I could just grab something and run with it. And that has been how I've been from start to finish, still going, right? Yeah. As long as you were willing to get in there and do a good job and ask questions and not go too far, not get ahead of yourself, Mm -hmm. know when you need help. I always felt like that was something that um, I carry forward because it's basic, basic leadership. I can get in there. I can do a good job and I can tell my story and Mm -hmm. show that I'm doing, uh, doing the things that someone maybe two ranks above me should I ideally be doing. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's just kind of the things I've carried forward is, is just, you know, go for it, but in a way that's cautious and careful, but flawless execution. Ask good questions. Yeah. Always ask the questions. And I think some of the things we see, I'm a Gen Xer. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that we see is this desire to jump the chain, jump the ranks Mm -hmm. without doing the time. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, there's a difference between what I'm saying and going too fast too soon. And I feel like there is a lot of learning in those foundational roles. Sure. Yeah. I think there's, I I worked in fast food for, you know, I worked at Wendy's for a little while and some of the, it's not, that wasn't my forever job, but I learned a lot. You learn a lot. You learn a lot about customer service. 
customer service, following uh, the details and yep. the order of operations, how to work with a manager, how mm -hmm. to work with colleagues. So hopefully everybody takes their experiences, makes the most out of whatever experiences they are and seeks to better themselves and try to, yes. try to do exactly what you're Absolutely. And the being detail oriented and my husband would disagree with that. <laughs> Well, he's not here right now. No, so. <laughs> no. So there, there's, there's work details, and then there's home life details. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. I'm good at these work details. <laughs> hey, nobody's perfect. Yes. Nobody's. Was there any particular? I'm interested in the. I think you said when you were 15, you knew you wanted to be in the Navy. Was there a, a catalyst, or how did that? How did that come about? I just, I don't, I can't remember exactly what made it be the Navy, but mm -hmm. I, I was talking with recruiters from a very, you know, early teen years okay. and, you know, they probably are all like, yeah, sure. You're coming back. <laughs> sure you are. But it, there was just something about the variety that the Navy offered. You mm -hmm. know, you could be on a ship, you could be on an airplane, all of their bases, um, are near water for mm -hmm. the most part. Right. Yep. So it means you're going to, you know, be in a, pretty good destination. Right. And um, mm -hmm. so when I went in to pick my job, you know, cause you take the ASVAB. Mm -hmm. And so that tells you what jobs you're going to qualify for. And it's pretty much when you're at MEPS, when I was there, you're picking your job when you're there. And so I had like air traffic controller in my mind and I wanted to do something though, where I could be physical. Mm -hmm. And so the recruiter was, was on standby for me to call when I got my choices of jobs. And one of those was the air crew position. And he was like, Oh my God, take it, take it, take it. It's so perfect for you. And it was just such a gift that that was available because it's based on availability too, right? What's right. available at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I got to go to, I uh, went to boot camp in Orlando. Then I went to air crew school in Pensacola, Florida for six weeks. Then I went to aviation electrician school in Memphis for six months. And then I went to Sears school in Brunswick, Maine, which is the survival evasion rescue escape prisoner of war training school, which okay. is a nice little notch on my belt. Wow. Wow. <laughs> they simulate being in a prisoner of war camp okay. and they can physically hit you and wow. yeah. So it was, it was a really neat experience. Wow. Wouldn't want to do it again, but <laughs> it's good to be able to be yeah. on the other side of it. Exactly. Yeah. Say I did it. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. As you're describing your decision making for uh, with the Navy, it, it sounds in some ways like some of the considerations that some students will have when selecting a college, like the fit, the yeah. location, the sort of the general feel and general right. sense. availability of jobs yep. right so yep. a college is going to offer one thing that doesn't even align to what you want to do correct right yep availability majors yeah yep all that that's great um is there anything as a as a female in the military were there any barriers that you had to overcome so i mean we've evolved quite a bit in our treatment of females in the military mm -hmm. so i was there in the early 90s and you know, things were still inappropriate. Things were being said. Um, they, we've come a long way in allowing women into combat. That was not allowed when I was in. Mm -hmm. So there's some job openings that are now allowing females to do things. Mm -hmm. um, I do feel like 
there were absolutely things said to me through the course of my military time that, you know, I found for me, the best thing was just to call it right there, that that's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Kind of what my, my philosophy has been from then till now, if you say something to me that I don't feel like is appropriate, it is my responsibility to inform you at that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of like what the, back then they called it green light, yellow light, red light, red light, you mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. So I felt like there was a lot of having to prove myself more than probably a male would have to. And um, there were barriers that were there. I just did everything in my power to crush them, mm-hmm. you know, because I I want that for my daughters. So yeah. I don't want them to ever feel like there's something they cannot do. Right. And it we have improved leaps and bounds. We know what we can and can't say a little bit more than we did back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we're better. I can't say because I'm not in, but I feel like we, we've definitely expanded the opportunities to females for sure. Yeah. I know in my lifetime, it feels that way. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully that's the, hopefully that is the reality. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think it is in some capacities, but I would love to think that we're where we need to be. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can always improve, right? Always a work in yeah. progress. Yeah. I mean, there's even things like today in our, you know, our world where, you know, the dress code and things like that, where at times it doesn't feel equal, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. it's things like that, that I feel like I'm going to stand up for and say, I don't feel like these are equally applied. Right. Yep. So, and I do that as a parent more than a school board president, right? I say what I feel and I move on. So, well, I think there's, there's a lot to be said for anyone like yourself who came up through um, a time when it was not as easy as Mm -hmm. it may be today and, and hopefully paved the way for females now and in the future to to have the opportunities that should have been out there since the beginning. And uh, so, and I think that like my advice to my daughters and all girls is like, you have to speak up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like if there's one life skill that you learn, you have to speak up for yourself. And even in the classroom, like politely disagreeing, Mm -hmm. politely advocating for something that you believe in, but you can still do it. Girls don't need to sit there with their hands in their lap. That those days are gone, yeah. right? They are strong. They are, they have a voice and they have an opinion and it is within their right to uh, respectfully advocate for themselves. Yeah. So. Great, great life advice there for all of our uh, student female listeners. Yes. And, for, uh, <laughs> and as a, as a parent of a daughter, yes. good for me to, to uh, hear as well and good for all of us to, to make sure that we're keeping that in mind. Speaking of um, empowering women and um, not, and not to, maybe not to tee this question up too much, but is, are there any role models or mentors that you'd like to give a shout out to beyond Mr. Johnny um, that, that you might want to mention? So not from a female empowerment so much, mm-hmm. but um, I love Gary V. God, I love him. Do you listen to him at all? Uh, don't tell me a little bit more about Gary Vee because Gary I may v not know who he is. Is all all <laughs> about the hustle, okay? Right? And he's all about like go build your own way. Maybe college, maybe you need a minute before you jump into paying a big college bill, okay? Right? Or maybe you want to be independent from your family and not have them telling you you need to be a doctor, but mm-hmm. you're not willing to get off of their dime. 
right? You know, so I just love him. And where would where would one find Gary V? He is all over the TikTok. Okay. Yep. All over the <laughs> <laughs> He is all over LinkedIn. Okay. And he does have a have a podcast, the Gary V experience. Okay. So a lot of his podcasts is like taking speeches and uh talks and stuff and snipping out things. But um I, I just love him okay awesome yeah and i try to like apply a lot of what his mindset is Mm -hmm. you know with the kids like you know do you want to do community college we're not laying up in the house i'll tell you that much but (laughs) do you want to do you want to get a job first and go to community college and figure this out right we don't have to jump in to this expensive experience and i think that is where we get a little a little bit twisted up Mm -hmm. especially you know the desire to be able to post on social media that your child is going to this magnificent four-year college when they don't know what they want to do yet Mm -hmm. maybe maybe Mm -hmm. look at a community college i'm not saying no college i'm just saying take a minute and think about what's best for them right maybe their maturity level's not there yet yeah so you know just making sure that they don't feel the pressure because it's what you want for them. Yeah, and I, I think uh, when I, you know, when I was in college the 150 years ago, there were definitely some of my classmates that didn't appreciate the experience. Yeah. And <laughs> that was, I, in some ways, I felt like I had an appreciation because I paid, uh, my parents were not able to help me. Yeah. And so it was all on my dime. Mm-hmm. And so... When you're paying for something on your own, that has yes. that brings a certain a different level of appreciation, maybe. It does. And I think that there are a lot of pressures in our society and just all, all swirling yeah. all around. And I agree that make the best decision for yourself. Yeah, and for sure for the kid, you know, for let let your what you want for them and the pressure you're putting on them kind of go to the side. What do they want to do, mm-hmm. right? They don't know yet, or they aren't excited about college. Maybe go to the community college and get those core classes out of the way and let them figure it out without going and racking up a big bill. Yep. The biggest motivator for me when it came to undergrad college was I took a year off. I took a gap year between high school and college. Yeah. And I was uh, not everybody thought that that was a great idea, but after living at home for a year, I was ready to uh, migrate onto college. And you know, I, that's funny you say that because um, from when I joined the military until I graduated high school and went in was about, about eight months. And after I graduated, I got a job at a mill mm-hmm. and okay. I have never had more motivation mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. were the best people I've ever met in my whole life. Right. And they were rooting for me Mm -hmm. so much, but they were like, we better never see you back here. Right. Hmm. And it was the best experience for me to know, like I wanted to go and do something. And, um, they were just the salt of the earth people, but they wanted more for me too. Mm -hmm. You know, they saw a little bit of future in, in that through me. And I was like, I'm not going to let these people down. That's powerful. Yeah, it is. They were great people. Occasionally when uh, it's been a while, but I'd run into them in downtown Mahali and Mm -hmm. yeah, just good people, you know? Yeah. And it takes, uh, 
takes all kinds to make the world go around. It does. I feel like our community really has a ton of opportunity. And yeah. so rooting for rooting for our students to do well and go after what yeah. will really get their motor running every yeah. morning is, um, you know, we, we have a lot of opportunity here, which yeah. is great. Yeah. And we're seeing like a lot of, like we are just talking about with the kids doing, like having their hands in multiple pots where, you know, the opportunity to be an independent contractor to do a variety of things, but, you know, always trying to figure out that basis of education for setting up a business. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I feel like we have a little bit of a gap in, I don't want to take like all these college classes. I want to like learn fundamentals of opening a business. And I feel like sometimes like college focuses so much on theory and things like that. Where is that conversation? Like, let's, let's start, let's open an LLC, right? Let's get a business license. Mm -hmm. Let's get our insurance, you know, all those things. So when they do decide to open a landscaping company or become a tattoo artist or whatever it is that they know how to operate a business. And so that's where I feel like we have some opportunity. Yep. Is there any, anything that you've read recently that you would recommend to our listeners, a book or an article or anything off the top of your head? Listen to a lot of garbage. Listen to a lot of garbage. <laughs> it could be a, yeah. could be a podcast um, or could be, and if you're streaming anything that you would give uh, streaming or watching anything. Yeah. Oddly, I'm reading a book about the Quakers. Okay. And the Quaker lifestyle. Interesting. Yeah. Just in the sense of, you know, the re- finding the religion path without the judgment. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I've been reading and understanding the Quaker way of life. Very peaceful. Mm-hmm. So it's been an interesting read. Um, I listen to nonstop podcasts. I am a podcast junkie. Awesome. So a lot of entertainment kind mm-hmm. of things, true crime. Mm-hmm. I listen to Sword and Scale. It's my favorite true crime podcast. They play a lot of audio from court and things like that and from interrogations. So Very good. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a uh, that's like a burgeoning um, uh, segment of the of uh, TV and yeah. podcasts and everything right yeah. now. Yeah, and like. then there's from like <laughs> the empowering and feeling good about yourself. There's a lady named Corinne Crabtree, and she has a um, a no BS weight loss program. Okay, and I just love her philosophies. Mm-hmm. Right, um, it's about like taking all your stupid thoughts in your head about, oh, I'm so this and oh, I'm so that and like picking those apart and like getting to the root of what you're actually thinking. And mm-hmm. is it just your brain throwing noise in there? Yeah. You know, so, okay. and, you know, really getting a lot around body positivity. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's something I'm really big on is like, just love what, what you're in, mm-hmm. in its current form, right? Be healthy and just love it because it's all you got. You got one one body, one life. And, and um, everybody's different. Yes. And there's a TikToker, Elise Myers. I adore her. And she said something this weekend and she said, I was aware of the size of my body far before I learned to love it. <laughs> I mean, like in my brain for the whole weekend, what if we just stripped that away? <laughs> and it was it was something that stayed with me as as people that are around young people all the time, not commenting on anybody's body in any kind of way, Mm -hmm. other than I'm so glad you're here. I like your hair today. I like that shirt, you know, never commenting either way. We have such a opportunity with our words and one word 
one sentence can take years to undo that damage. And it's so, so difficult uh, to understand, but I just, it's the one thing I wish I could just snap my fingers and, and fix in the world. It's just love boys and girls and the form that they are in and keep your opinions to yourself. (laughs) Right. The, uh, the non-constructive criticism. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy you're here. Good to see you. You know, nobody gets hurt by that. No, Yeah. no. Love your shirt. Awesome. Yeah. A lot of good, a lot of good folks for our uh, listeners to look up. So good, yeah. good recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, variety. <laughs> variety. Absolutely. Yeah. A little something for everybody. Yeah. You're a little bit of a music person. Is there anything that you, any song that you can't get out of your head right now? Any music that you're finding yourself just coming back to you right now? God of Thunder by Kiss. Okay. It's one that's played quite a bit in my <laughs> car. Young Gravy, Betty. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we have been to so many concerts this summer. So we did Kiss in April and we did Corn in um in August and then we did Megadeth in August. And so poor, um, poor man's uh, poor man's poor Metallica. Man's Metallica. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, and my kids are such music Mm -hmm. buffs that I feel like they're, they've got a very wide variety and it's, we were listening to Poison, um, the other day and I was like, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff there. There is, uh, when I spoke with Commander Watson in his podcast interview, we, we talked about some of the music that our kids are listening to and there, there's hope for the future. There, there there is a lot of hope for the future. (laughs) I'm, I'm like with, um, my youngest is in a band through, uh, the school of rock and it's Kings of classic rock. Okay. Yep. So they're going through and picking out songs and it was, um, Fleetwood Mac and Uh, yeah, yeah, Elvis. Yeah. Some really good stuff in there. Awesome. They're pulling out songs in the car because uh, Ox in the car is a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what that means? No, no it's clue. taking over the auxiliary of the radio ah, through Bluetooth. Gotcha. Okay. Can I have aux? And so they play all kinds of things, and it's usually something I've heard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm enjoying it. So it's it's like the new calling shotgun. Yeah. Kind of. Exactly. Gotcha. Parent advice. Mm-hmm. Someone gave me this advice. I'm going to pass it on down. <laughs> if you have two kids, even days is one kid up front. Odd days is the other kid up front. Okay. It's good advice. Yes. Just, just changed my life. <laughs> it changed my life. So, yeah. I may or may not have been in the gym recently with one of your kids oh, yelling shotgun as they were like heading out of the, oh. heading out to the parking lot. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. is some, even, some you things, should have said, is that even or odd? Some things that I should yeah. have. Now, now I'll know to ask that question. Yeah. Is there anything, is there anything else you'd like to add? I would just say that it is an honor to serve Lincoln Charter. I love being part of the school. I love being able to give back. I am not perfect, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there are things I have, I am learning still to this day, you know, so, um, and I do try to be an advocate for the kids that aren't your your um, stereotypical kids. They're not marching to the beat of everybody else's drum, mm-hmm. right? Their path is not as clear. 
I want to make sure there's a spot for them here. And you and I talk about that a lot, Mm -hmm. right? What is, what is it, the Lincoln Charter experience for those kids, especially as you get into high school and and things. So um, I'm just so grateful to be, to be part of the school. And I, I appreciate um, any amount of time that I get to spend here and whatever, whatever volunteer activities I can insert myself into. Well, I know I talked to a number of our uh, stakeholders and parents and staff members, students, and there is a lot of appreciation for you and your advocacy for our, for our staff, for our families, and for our kids. And there's a, there's a sense of that. And so thank you for that. And, and thanks for being willing to learn too. Thank you for having me very, very much. Well, hopefully your, um, your background and your story to some extent is an inspiration for, for some of our students. And I know that you're, uh, I know it, it has to be for your two little ones at home. So. Yes. And I did have a, um, a Lincoln Charter student stop me at a restaurant she was working at after I'd spoke at a veterans thing. Mm-hmm. And she had said that hearing me talk about it, she had thought about the military and she's actively pursuing it. And I mean, I waterworks, you know, so <laughs> I mean, there's no greater uh, compliment that if I my experience was so positive that if I can talk to people that are thinking about it and share what it was like for me, granted, that was a long time ago, but just kind of give a real perspective. I would not change a single thing on my journey. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, I think that I was speaking with somebody the other day and they, their uh, wife is a retired educator and they were talking about how out in the community they get stopped constantly by her former students and just talking about you know I'll never forget about the time and Mm -hmm. I I promise I'm better now and I'm sorry for you know (laughs) and and we just I don't think as adults we truly have a, a full understanding of how impactful our words are and how impactful our what we do is and how impactful it is for right. the, the the future generations right and it's uh, something to be mindful of all the time absolutely and i think like as i've done little league coaching for soccer and volleyball and stuff like that i would walk away and i'd go oh i was a little rough when i said that and just acknowledging that and circling back around Mm -hmm. and acknowledging it to the kid because none of us are perfect but if you have a second thought in your mind i promise you they are overthinking it Mm -hmm. and if you have the chance to close the loop and say you know what i didn't mean that how that came out right Mm -hmm. or or, i should have said that differently and i would never want to hurt your feelings you know we have the tools to circle back around instead of leaving that loose end hanging you know for them to dwell on yeah so awesome well Ms. Dowling, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for spending some uh, some of your precious time with us. It was a pleasure getting to know thank you a little you. bit better. Yeah. And I want to appreciate and thank you for everything that you do for us here at Lincoln Charter. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks to our listeners for tuning into this episode. Please check out future episodes. And this is Jonathan Bryant signing off. I want to thank all of our listeners and subscribers for taking the time to listen to The Edge of the Airy. Like everything at Lincoln Charter, it takes a great team to make this podcast happen. The Edge of the Airy is produced by Jonathan Bryant and Taylor Helms, and Ms. Helms is also our senior editor. Graphics and artwork are by Melissa Lasarski, and our music is brought to you by Next Mike, who you may also know as Michael Paulino Albin. 
Our team uses the free Anchor app to create each episode, which is found at anchor.fm. You can listen to this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Stitcher. Feel free to rate or review the podcast. It may help others to discover this content. This is Jonathan Bryant signing off until next time.